In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We Name is Hades, Lord of the Dead. Hi, how you doing? We dance, we kiss, we schmooze, we carry on, we go home happy. What do you say? Come on. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouth. Welcome, Ohana, to the Disney Guys Uncensored. This is episode 78, recorded on September 14th, 2020. We're your hosts, Drew, Bob, Tim, and Jordana. On tonight's episode, we rank the worst of the worst. The not top 10 of Walt Disney Animation. So come, journey with us as we take a look at the 10 worst animated features in the company's history. It is nice to all be back again. Um, This is going to be a fun show. Uh, Before we get there, though, we have some stuff we want to talk about. So let's head over to BuzzTube. Hey, Goy! Goy! If I can just find... Goy! Oh, there you are. All right, BuzzTube this week, we got a few things we want to talk about. We have a lot going on, um, and I'm going to leave it to two of my co-hosts to kind of explain it. So, Bob, take us away on what we are on the eve of. We are on the eve of our fantasy football draft. It will be held Tuesday, 9.15 at 8 p.m. So that is the current day you are listening to this podcast, presumably, if you listen to it on opening day. Uh, just so everyone is clear, Jordana got the first yes. pick in our very official random randomization of the draft order that took place on our pre-show. Again, if you're not watching our pre-show, you're missing out on some primo content. Um, but yeah, so our fantasy draft is tomorrow at 8 p.m. Uh, be there or be square. Oh, and, and you know it's legit, Buck, because if I picked it, um, I wouldn't have been last. Correct. Correct. <laughs> that is that is true. Um uh. I'll be honest, uh, I was really hopeful that you got the first pick. I'll I'll be honest. I was, too. I can't Uh, wait for Jordana to pick Justin Roser from the Patriots (laughs) practice squad first. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. But, Jordana, speaking of, let's uh, give a a, a kind of announcement. So uh, tell us about what's going on over uh, on the Disney guys in in Ohana. So we have a little bit of a teaser. Uh, If you guys were around back March, we did Disney Character Madness, and we had so much fun with it, interacting with the Ohana on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, that we decided, hey, you know what, let's do something like that again. Uh, We are going to be doing Pixar Character Showdown. And this is very like that. We don't have a date yet, but within the next couple weeks, we will be getting started with that. I'm so excited for this. I had so much fun with this in March, and it kind of continued for a few weeks. So um, this is something we call it PCS for short, um, and we can't wait to get all the voting started again. Absolutely. Super excited for this. This is going to be super fun. Um, You thought it was hard probably picking your pits in March. Pixar has some amazing, amazing characters, and I'm super excited to get this underway. Uh, but that is going to wrap up BuzzTube this week. Uh, but let's head, head over to the Disney News Desk. 
Yeah, the Disney News Desk is back with some exciting news for all you cool cats and kittens. Christmas is cancelled. Deal with it. Um, Cinderella's Royal Table lowered prices. Cool. And the Halloween party isn't happening this year. But seriously, folks, let's get back to Christmas being canceled for a second. Because ultimately, Christmas isn't canceled. It's just adjusted. Uh, as we have speculated for weeks once they canceled the Halloween parties and kind of reorganized how they were doing Halloween. Uh, we went ahead and uh, Disney went ahead, not us. Disney went ahead and kind of adjust what they're doing. I think the big takeaway here, no Very Merry Christmas Party, no Castle Dreamlights, no candlelight processional no uh no no gingerbread houses in the yeah. resorts yeah no gingerbread mm. houses the christmas tree trail will kind of be spread out throughout disney springs instead of the main walkthrough exhibit um, but what are we getting folks we are getting uh joyful uh which will present a they will be presenting a journey through r&b and gospel contemporary and traditional christmas and holiday music uh, the Voices of Liberty will be performing at the American Gardens Theater uh, with special uh, favorite carols and songs of the season. We will be getting a slimmed-down version of Festival of the Holidays. Uh, they're going to be back, like holiday kitchens around the world. So basically, it's just going to be one long like Christmas food and wine festival at this point. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Cinderella Castle is getting... Uh, some new lighting designs. Um, they're getting the the projection mapping with you know pretty much a Christmas sweater, uh, regal overlays, overlays of red, green, and gold ornamentation as well. Uh, they will be doing uh, some various um, character, uh, whatever cavalcades, whatever they're calling them now. Uh, <laughs> one of them will be featuring uh, the haunt. Nope, not the haunted mansion. It will be featuring um, Nightmare Before Nightmare Before Christmas, which will be a big one for those guys there. Um, and Santa Claus will be there as well. That's very exciting. He'll be making his way through all four parks of different appearances and exclaiming holiday wishes to all. So Christmas will be a little bit different, but I think still a great time to get down there. Uh, let's talk about Cinderella's Royal Table. Uh, the prices have gone down temporarily based on the fact that we will be having a slightly altered experience sans characters at Cinderella's Royal Table. We talked about that last week. Uh, pricing did go down from $75 per adult to $62 per adult, and from $45 per child to $37 per child. Um, Drew, you've eaten there before. Mm. Um, how's this price difference treating you? How, how for you, you know, as... It's not... It's it's still a fun experience, regardless of the characters or not. Here, here's my problem with it, though, Bub. Uh, character list experience. It, it is a small restaurant, right? Being being its location, but I I still feel like you could do something with the characters, whether it's a little parade around the restaurant or something. Uh, to just say no characters in the royal table to me seems just odd. Uh, but as far as the actual price goes, seventy-five for adults, forty-five for children. It's not like, um, well, I'm, I'm sorry, that was the old right. It, it's yeah, not like you're sixty-two, state, yeah, yeah, sixty-two and thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's still a lot of money. It's still, I don't know. I, it is you're, what it you're is. You're saving about forty bucks for a family of four, give or take. I yeah. wouldn't say not go or 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 do go because of the price. Do you know what I'm saying? Or or the okay. experience. But that is I a mean, steep meal, even at Disney prices. Uh, I, it, it's a good meal. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, it's definitely a lot large portions, a lot of different, um, you know, like five course type meal, Tim. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. cream of the top. You're, 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 you're paying for the experience and, and the experience is being touched short. Bottom line. But a, a big part, the main thing you're going there for is the, 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 the beauty about character dining in general, which we talked about in the past, is for me, I've obviously in five princesses, that's five lines I don't have to wait in outside of that restaurant. Mm-hmm. So for me, you're saving maybe an hour and a half or two hours for, you know, if, if your daughter wants to know, see those princesses. So that's that's the thing. And you're not doing that. You're not getting yeah. that. Yeah, but you're not able. You're not able to meet those characters anyway, so you're not going to wait in the lines for those characters oh, right now. Correct. So. No, correct. But I'm saying character dining in general. Yep, I agree. Yeah. But you bring up a good point. The size of the restaurant has to be why they didn't do it. Because if you look at Hollywood and Vine, Riviera, they're doing it in these newer, bigger spaces where they can socially distance the characters. From the yeah, but a lot of those characters even, are masked characters. They're not face characters. Well, they're that's, all they're they're right. all Fab Five characters that yeah. they're doing now. So you're right. They're all masked characters that they're right. doing the meet so, and greet with. I mean, it's it's hit or miss. To me, it's touch and go. I I don't care one way or the other about Cinderella's royal table. In terms of it being 75 or 62, you're either going to go or not. Exactly. I mean, I yeah, think yeah. that's. I don't know that the price reduction is going to be the thing that says, ah, oh, you know what? Now for 62 or 37, <laughs> that makes sense to do. I, I will say it is interesting. This is the first price reduction we have mm-hmm. seen post COVID. Yeah. Well, I think if any restaurant was going to have it or any ex- experience would have it, it would be this one. Yeah. I think this would be the one that they would do it at because. Mm-hmm. It's so dependent on the face characters. So, Jordana, were you going to add something to our rambling, incoherent response? Yes. So <laughs> I just want to say um, it's like Be Our Guest um, had Beast, but they also moved the tables so that he would have, like, a little walkway and he would just kind of, like, wave at all the tables. You don't have that option at Cinderella's Royal Table because the size of it is so small and tables are kind of closer together. Um, but, yeah, he's also a masked character, so... It, and Bob, I, I hate to try this out, but it, it's funny because then you, you can almost <laughs> you can you can almost now put a price tag on on character meet and greets. Yeah. Right. Where before you never really could do that. Yeah, about thirteen bucks an adult. Yep. I mean that's great. Would you pay Would you pay that to go visit five princesses? I'd pay thirteen bucks to meet Mary Poppins. She was a pretty good character. That's terrible. She was a pretty good character. <laughs> Uh, all right, but what else we got for us? The Halloween party obviously has been canceled. We've known this. Uh, we are going to get some special entertainment there. A Disney villains float featuring Gaston, Maleficent, Queen of Hearts, and Jafar. Uh, the Pumpkin King will also be making an appearance here as well. Uh, they Also, the Cadaver Dans will be making an appearance in Frontierland, singing their a cappella tunes when they emerge from their tombs, which just sounds creepy, but hey, that's probably going to be good. Again, I like the changes because they're trying to give you something, and I, I, we don't talk about it often, but Universal's even kind of doing this where they're going to have some of the horror night houses open during the day-to-day guests. So I, I, I like the idea of trying to give people something that they can kind of an extra bonus for being down there during this time of year because it's such a great time to go to disney and universal during halloween time it's one of the best times of year to go uh, with the decorations and stuff so at least they're trying to meet you i wouldn't say halfway maybe quarter of the way they're, they're meeting you here but uh, uh tim's favorite shop in galaxy's edge savi's workshop will be reopening uh september the 20th 
and we can start making reservations on September 16th. That is Wednesday of this week on the web and in my Disney experience. And if you need help with that, we do have a friend we recommend to go to. She is with Travelmation. She is our very own Jordana Izzo. She has the number one pick in the fantasy football draft tomorrow. Um, she's with, uh, like we said, Travelmation. She is your best source for any Disney questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach her at Jordana Izzo at Travelmation.net, and she will book those reservations for you. Um, and Tim did want me to recommend and stress this incredibly that it will be operating at an extremely reduced capacity and reservations will go fast uh, for that, that this experience. Disney, well, the extremely reduced, that was from Disney's press release. <laughs> but I think you wanted me to tell him that, Tim. Eh? Yeah, this, I is, mean, this is going to go quick. I mean, this is this is going to go. It goes some, already. Yeah. As somebody who is there, there's 16 spots normally. I'm guessing it's going to be either six or four yeah. that they're going to book. It's a very small room with a very low ceiling that requires cast members, multiple cast members to be in it. So, yeah. Yeah. And finally tonight in this very incoherent newscast tonight, we have new park hours beginning in November. Epcot will be flipping to 12 to eight. That begins on November the 27th. Um, that I, I think is to allow locals more time to get in there. It's purely speculative on my end to get the locals in there for the additional Christmas um, food no. stations and stuff like that, I think, is, is pretty much what that is. And the Magic Kingdom will be opening from 9 to 7, beginning on November 6th. So that, I think, too, has to do with the Christmas decorations and stuff like that. So uh, new park hours. And again, Jordana can help you with any questions you have on that either. That, again, is Jordana Izzo at TravelMation.net. Drew, I that's think- all we have at the news desk. Oh. Oh, Tim, I, I was say, I think the the Magic Kingdom hours could also be. Uh, we're finally starting to see like normal wait times uh, at the parks now. Uh, people are really starting to come back the way that they thought they would, you know, a couple weeks and even months ago. Just think if they got rid of the social distancing on attractions. Oh, well, I mean, people would be coming so. back in droves. <laughs> so. Okay, Drew, I think that is officially it. So let's go uh let's go check out the worst movies ever made. Alright, thanks Bob. And top of the week is going to be a fun one tonight. Blood may or may not be shed, who knows? But at the end of the day, who really cares? Because these are the worst movies, and we're not defending the best. We do have to give a quick shout out to our friend of the show. Eric Johnson, who's been kind of asking us to do this idea for a good six months or so. We finally get around to it. Um, we're excited. Now, as usual, there was a very scientific method to this. Unfortunately, the spreadsheet of silliness is, I hate to say it, Iron. it may be dead. Yeah. Um, it's dead. Uh, we basically took, um, all four of us voted, and what we did was, uh, and now remember, this is Disney animated films no pixar disney tunes all that other nonsense not eligible this is the 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 classic animations um so what we did was we listed them all i forget what the number was but maybe 30 something no it was 57 58 okay i was close so um maybe 59 we we took all of those and we each got 15 uh tally marts just we put tally marts that's the 15 movies that we thought sucked Six movies out of the 50-something list, all four of us thought were awful. So six movies right there. 
two movies uh, three of us thought made the list, and then we kind of had a tie for for the for the other ones that we did another scientific vote and breakdown to get to our uh, ten. Once we got all of our ten movies, we each ranked the, the movies in our by ourselves one through ten, uh, being the worst, and then we combined the scores to get our official not top ten list. Uh, lots of fun, super excited. But before we get to the list. Uh, Jordana over on social media did a little bit of asking you guys what you think is the worst movie. Now I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm disappointed in a lot of you people out there. Um, I, I I agree with some of you, but there's there's some interesting ones out there. So Jordana, I, I think you? I'm disappointed that you're not reading people's names. I'm glad that Jordana's doing it, but I'm disappointed that you're not yes. going to do this. Well, this let's... is why I offered. This is why I offered. So we will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jordana, tell us what the listeners are saying. All right, so we put a post up on Facebook and uh, wanted to see what the Ohana thought. So um, Vince o- Odin, um, great. Now here I go. Everyone. She's O for hey, one, yes. folks. I thought she's O for one. one. O for right. one. Um, Lady in the Tramp two. Dude, my, now, Bob, really quick, not to interrupt. We didn't really, we didn't really do a lot of the sequels and 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 third ones right a prequel so a lot of the sequels that went direct to video we didn't yep. do um yep. I, there is actually a sequel on our list but that's because it did get a a theatrical release gotcha okay sorry Jordan. that's okay like you said you didn't mean to interrupt but you did well, i did but i did <laughs> um randy shoemaker bolt that's that's a disappointment there randy i'm talking to you directly you are now my least favorite Shoemaker. Oh, that's saying a lot. I got to it. That's saying whoa, 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 a lot. Whoa, 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 that whoa. is saying something, buddy. No, I love that movie. <laughs> These are um, honorable mentions. Is there honorable? Why? No, that, that's what I'm saying. They, okay, I thought that was on the list. Well, no, this is just what people said. Okay. Someone well, like our top ten. That's what I'm saying. I thought that was on our bottom ten. That was not. Did not make the cut. That did not, not make the cut. cut. Even uh, I voted was, for it. That's for damn sure. Oh. Ron Shoemaker Jr. Treasure Planet agreed. He was uh, no, second no, pick in the no, fantasy football no, draft. No. no. <laughs> uh, Nikki Isamone, Oliver and Company. That one stung. That one stung, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Unfortunately, Haley Tate, Cars Two. We didn't put not any cars in no, here. She's not wrong. The movie blows. She's yeah, not wrong. That is completely unnecessary movie. Um, Kelly Griffin with Pinocchio. Um, that one hurt a little bit. Uh, Tim's fiance Rachel, The Rescuers. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. That movie also yeah. blows. Uh, John Blanco did Lilo and Stitch, which Let's that was her. No, no, yeah, absolutely stop wild it. pick. Stop Can we have John reach out to the show and leave us a voicemail explaining his hatred for Lilo right, and Stitch, you. please? I'll have, I'll, I'll have him. I'll request that for next episode. Thank you. I appreciate it. What were you thinking? And can we put him on blast and just talk about <laughs> well can we play his voicemail and then just put him on blast? Um and I'll is it Allie, right? Yeah, it's Allie. Yep. Allie Charbonneau uh, Charbonneau? Is that right? Yeah, Charbonneau, Charbonneau. Yeah, it's all the same. All right. One hundred and one that one hurts. And I'm not going to talk about the other one because I know the guys want to talk about this oh, one. I, no, you're not skipping this one. You're, you're not you're, skipping you're, this. You are you have to own this one. All right. Unfortunately, it's legal that I have to own this one. Guy Izzo saying Nightmare Before Christmas. Stop it. When's the last time he watched it? I tried to get him to watch it last week, actually. It's been a few years, but... 
So yeah. is this like a hating things other people like sort of pick? That's what I no. think. Well, is that why he likes the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jordan, I have two questions. One, is Sal sleeping? Yes. Can you get a guy on the line right now and have him def- defend his stance? I could. Are we ready for this? Yes, I want to know. I want to talk to him right now. I want him to give me two good minutes. I want Nightmare Before Christmas is the worst his movie of all time. All right, all right. Let's let me get him in here. All right. So okay. We're trying to fill time. We'll My fill pick, if it had, if we it would qualified, Planes is the oh, worst yeah. movie Trash, the Walt Trash. Disney Company has put out in the modern era. But, but Tim, but Tim. Has Great the greatest name. character name of all time in Dusty Crophopper. So <laughs> <laughs> how did he not make our top uh, characters of the decade Again, list? I, I don't think that we use the Cars tunes, well, you know, that the, the, the Disney mm-hmm. tunes label for that. We kind of try to stay with like the, the 59 animated classics more so than anything else. So uh, for me, I will tell you, it, it, it pained me. But I'm surprised that Sleeping Beauty got as much love as it did. And, and it's weird to me. I just look at Sleeping Beauty as such a movie that is so style over substance. Like, there's, there's nothing that happens in that I, movie. I agree, Bob. It, it's it a looks tough great. Watch. It looks great. It Maleficent's one of the best designed characters they've ever done. But the movie isn't great. I just no. it is what it is. I, is it the worst 10? I, I don't know. Uh, but that was one. It's pretty, you know, it's funny too, but because my daughter Zoe is obsessed with Sleeping Beauty, and we're gonna, you know, shatter our young girl's dreams, but she sucks <laughs> too. I mean, she doesn't do anything. Aurora's not bad. She's okay. She's, she's, she's no Princess Tiana. I'll tell you what, she's no Rapunzel either. Even Belle. I mean, at least so, Belle's a little bit of that. So, Belle, Belle. If we're if we're talking if we're talking princess movies, the single biggest differential in Rotten Tomatoes scores of any two movies between original and sequel is Cinderella and Cinderella 2. Cinderella is like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Cinderella 2 is like 32% or something. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Also, yeah. Mulan 2 did not yeah. know that was a thing. Also on yeah. all the worst list. So, oh, we got guy here. Oh, we, we got, got guy. guy. Oh, we got guy. Great guy. What's this guys? Guy, welcome to the show. You're you're a big fan of the show, and we've had a little back and forth. One, you're a Dolphins fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> two, two, you have a problem with the Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's grossly overrated. Oh, oh come on. So so what specifically? Because I won't disagree that it's overrated. I, I won't because I think. I love the characters. I don't know that it's a great movie. I mean, you have the characters, you have the soundtrack, you have the the animation. So I mean, you like you Danny Elfman. The Danny Elfman's a legend. But you like Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, so you are biased, similar to how you are with Black Cauldron. I mean, I like Black Cauldron because of the video game. Let's be honest. <laughs> Weird. So, so guy, so, so is it inherently the movie sucks to you, or is it just? Have, when was the last time you watched it? So I haven't watched the movie in. At least 15 years. Oh, well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. I can, only, I can only be honest. My yeah. thing with the movie is I thought it was like an enjoyable movie. I just don't understand how they – there's just so much fanfare for it. I just don't – I think it's an average movie. That's I wouldn't that. think to watch it again. Are you familiar oh, with a store called Hot Topic? Yeah. <laughs> Are you aware <laughs> that, that their business model for 15 years was selling <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas crap to high schoolers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's probably the whole overratedness right there. Oh, 
Guys, I got to tell you. So when I saw this come on the Facebook post that we made a couple weeks ago, I said, "What the hell is he? We got to get him on the show to defend this take because it it seems absurd. It really seems like an absurd take to say the Nightmare Before Christmas isn't a good movie." But at the same time, I can almost understand if you have Nightmare Before Christmas fatigue based on the hot topic alone, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like. So, so your concerns – so here's what – you have some homework tonight, Guy. I, the Dolphins aren't playing again in a game that matters for at least two or three years. So in the, in the next month or so, watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Come back to us. Tell us what you thought. We'll give you a whole segment. We'll give you a segment. You can tell us if you still hate it or you don't like it, whatever. But go watch it. Open mind. See what you think. Come back and tell us what you thought. I'll give you a random house of mouse. You can talk about it. That's all we'll do. <laughs> All right, definitely. That seems fair enough. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Guy, thanks for coming on. Spur of the moment. Thanks for coming on. He's a good sport. Great he sport. Is. Great sport. Uh, I mean, he makes valid points, though. He no, makes valid no, points. No, no, there's no valid it's a wild. There. It's a wildly overrated movie. It's, an it's a good movie. It's just yeah, incredible no, story. Again, we can, again, I think you liberally use the word incredible way too much. But the, the movie is fine. It's fine. I I agree with the sense that it is, it it could be considered. This isn't a list of overrated movies. This is a list of the worst movies. Overrated, I agree with. I think it is overrated, and my kids love it. And I love the characters. I have the book. I, I, I listen. Alex is getting the Nightmare Before Christmas advent calendar. I'm so getting it for myself. Listen, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in on the merchandise. I am. But the movie itself isn't great. I I, no. I, I don't disagree with that. You're a hot topic sucker yourself. Oh, I am. No, yeah, the merchandise I'm all in on. But I can understand why somebody would say that movie is overrated. I, I, I will mean, 100% agree with that. I had Jordana walking around 100 degree heat in Florida to find me a damn snake. I still, Which, oh, yeah, I still have your stuff, all of you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, well, I, I mean, good topic. I think with, with October, uh, you know, in our footsteps, I think this is something we can talk a little bit more about. Yeah, but so let's, let's get to this list. Um. Again, so this is our list of the not top ten, and uh, it's kind of interesting. So, so let's start right at the right at the top here, number ten. So, what we're gonna do here? Some of these movies, uh, most of them, I think all of you guys probably heard of or or know what they're about. Maybe some of them are, are oddball where you're not really sure you've heard of, it, but you're not sure what it's about. So, uh, Bob was kind enough to 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 grab the written uh, description of every mm-hmm. film right off Disney Plus, and let me tell you. If if you so, didn't know what it was before, you might not know even more. So uh, I, I, before we get in, I want everyone to go look up John Mulaney's skit about Back to the Future and and how that pitch meeting would have gone for somebody walking into a movie studio with the idea for Back to the Future. Because when I was reading some of these descriptions of these movies, I was blown away at like, how is this a good idea on paper, let alone yeah. in practice? So I'm looking forward uh, to it. So the number 10 film on our worst animated films of Disney are uh, tagline is experience the adventure of lady, a pampered Tatra Spaniel and tramp a mutt with a heart of gold. <laughs> of course, I am talking about the beloved lady and the tramp. Um, Bob, I know this one hurts for you to be on the list, but Jordana, I think it hurts you just as much, if not more. So, Jordana, why 
why is this movie here um, as number 10? For me, this one doesn't like it's it's good. It's cute. And we've talked about this offline where it's like these movies are cute and they could even be some of our favorites, but they're still not like great on Disney standards. Mm. So um, this is just one. And I mean, it's it's the low end. It's on number 10. Um, but it just it unfortunately it doesn't, I guess, size up to the same to the other ones. Um, and which hurts because this is one of my favorite movies and I actually really liked the live action movie. I don't know. I think we talked one about of the few. Yeah. Oh this was the first one that I watched on Disney plus when I got Disney plus, this was the first movie I watched was live. Wow. Action. You had the vast Disney and, library. And, and the, the irony is here. You kept Disney plus after watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, so, People tend to forget this. This is an old movie, right? Um, all the way back it to 1955. It it, yeah. it shows its age, uh, and I and I think I think some of these older films hold up better than others, and and I think this one does not. This uh, one tiebreakered in, right? On uh, you and I, on you and I, Drew, right? Yeah, right. yeah. And, and I'll be totally honest. I I just really hated this movie as a kid, and I don't even know why. And that's why I voted my tiebreaker on it. I that is. The long and short of why I voted for it. Listen, a lot of us, we, we watched these movies growing up multiple, multiple times. And and there's things that stick, you know, the same reasons Black Cauldron sits for me and some of these movies don't stick for each other. Uh, but no, I, I agree that the story of Lady and the Tramp does not do it for me. It just doesn't. Bob? Uh, yeah, no, it's strictly, it's strictly okay. I mean, I it, it's, I... You're going to hear me say that a lot. I think that it's tough to really go in on some of these movies, especially the first three and a half, four movies on this list. They're kind of here by default. Um, I, I just Lady and the Tramp, when you think of Disney classics, I guess is considered a Disney masterpiece in Lady and the Tramp itself. Mm-hmm. And if that's what we're using as a guide here, it is the worst of the <laughs> Disney masterpieces. I, yeah. By a wide margin, I, unless you include Sleeping Beauty in that category, because I you, we know I have problems with Sleeping Beauty to begin with. I just yep. talked about it. Um, but Lady in the Tramp isn't inherently a bad movie. It's just not a very good movie. And that I think that's it. it that's it. I agree. I agree. Um, so that's it. Number ten, Lady and the Tramp. Not well, much. the live action was complete. Complete complete I, trash if i remember correctly bob it was you who said it started out and then all of a sudden they started talking and you just turned it off i, I couldn't handle it it was yeah. so jarring it was so weird and you're talking i, I loved the homeward bound and the incredible journey when i was a kid with yeah, it's so you know it's one of those things it didn't I, it was so boring <laughs> so uh. I agree. So, all right, number nine on the list. Uh, I'm about to read you a description that could fit <laughs> about 872 different movies. Um, it's short, it's sweet, and it's not really to the point. The story of England's legendary hero is retold in this Disney's animated classic. Uh, you're probably still wondering what I'm talking about. Um, number nine on the worst animated films is robin hood folks um and here's here's the thing with robin hood the the story of robin hood is as old as time right and it's retold thousands of times and 
I feel like I want this movie to be good. I want to watch it. I want my kids to watch it. I want to like it. Hell, Chris Lucas's favorite movie. Um, he would be very disappointed if he was listening to this episode. The problem is, is it's hard to watch. And, uh, you know, they, they tried to add the the fun kids element of this Robin Hood story. And it's just... It doesn't execute well. It's another one that doesn't hold up well. I think the characters are are forgettable in a weird way, if that makes sense. You know, uh, with Friar Todd, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's forgettable. I, I don't know if, if any of you guys have any strong opinions about Robin Hood. I, I always want it to be good, but I can never get, get past it. Yeah. Crickets. Crickets. No, I mean, yeah, I, I, you summed it up pretty well. It, it It's... <laughs> It's just kind of a nothing movie. Yeah. Uh, visually, it's really nice, but yeah. for me, it's definitely not memorable. And that's the thing, like that. It's just something that made, like, I voted for this one because I was just like, I don't really, you know, like nothing stands out. Like we, we keep, we said that with Lady in the Tramp. There's nothing that really stands out. And this was one that I was just like, yeah, it's a Disney movie, but I don't know, I don't really know much about it, and I'm, I have no desire to go rewatch it. Mm. So I think the problem with Robin Hood inherently is how great of a story it is when you're reading a book version of Robin Hood, when you're reading the story of the Sheriff of Nottingham and, and just in general Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Those books have been around, like Andrew said, forever. They're so richly detailed and so richly written. And this is part of my problem with another one that didn't make the list was Alice in Wonderland. I feel like both of these movies and Alice in Wonderland is significantly more memorable than Robin Hood. I don't want to make yeah, it about yeah, Alice yeah. in Wonderland. But but Robin Hood, you have so much to draw from. And really, the best version of Robin Hood ever committed to the screen is probably Robin Hood Men in Tights. Just we haven't, yeah. Like we haven't had a great Robin Hood movie, and it seems like wait, wait, unbelievable. Wait, 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 wait. What about Kevin Costner's Robin Hood? Well, Prince of Thieves? <laughs> With Richard Lewis? The, like, isn't that yeah. the R-rated Robin Russell Crowe? He had yeah, one? Russell Crowe's was okay. No, but we've never There's had a, a great... No, but here's no, the thing. I agree. That's so great. I would like to I'd like to defend, and I will tell you this, Robin Hood to me is the, the ugly stepchild, ugly stepbrother of Tarzan. So where Tarzan, you've gotten several great versions of Tarzan, and you've gotten a Disney movie that is groundbreaking yeah. in a lot of ways... Robin Hood isn't that in any way. It's almost too cute for its own good for a story that shouldn't be... It needed to be Tarzan. And again, they weren't making Tarzan-type movies when Robin Hood came out. But but Robin Hood as a grittier Tarzan-type movie, I think, does much better than what we have here. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. it's even 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 the character choices with the animals and stuff, yeah. right, Bob? It's, it's the same thing. Is you're yeah. right? Does it? Why? I mean, what what's the rationale behind that? And I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is one, but yeah. um, interesting choice. I I agree. Right. So I would like to quote. I would like to quote the great Kevin O'Leary from uh, <laughs> Shark Tank. Robin Hood is the quintessential Disney nothing burger. Is what this movie is. It's just it's it it exists. It exists. I mean, it was so poor Disney didn't even know what to say about it in a description. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that description could have fit about twelve movies. Uh, all right. So number eight on our list, um, a feisty young cat explores New York in this animated classic featuring unforgettable songs performed by Billy Joel, Huey Lewis, and Betty Midler, joined by hilarious characters. Um, he 
Oliver knows he's found lifelong friends and real home. Uh, and of course, Oliver and company. Bob, you're shaking your head at me. Um, it just it pains it. Defend- me, man. It pains me. It, it, now, see, this movie, unlike the other two, for me, has characters that you remember. It's got Francis. It, it, it's got Tito. It's got Sykes and his Dobermans. At Penny kind of sucks, but it's got <laughs> Dodger. It's got Oliver. And you know what? At the end of the day, I, I do grant it that it maybe with the talent involved, this movie is less than the sum of its parts. I think when you have Billy Joel and Huey Lewis and Bette Midler and Cheech Marin, the movie should inherently be great, and it isn't great. That's the thing. It's it's cute. I loved it growing up. I owned a a, a, a an Oliver plushie. Uh, my brother Randy, uh, he owned Francis. He owned a Francis plush. Wow. So I, I, Georgette was like a fun little fancy character. Just the movie itself inherently is Oliver Twist. I mean, that's what it is. It, that's... That's what the movie is with animals. So again, Disney has a hard on for making uh, Oliver Twist or or Robin Hood into animals. I mean, that's just what we're doing here. Um, but I don't know if the movie is inherently bad. Again, I listen. The animation isn't the best they've ever done. It's very um, knockoffish of 101 Dalmatians. It, it's not nearly as great as 101 Dalmatians is, and it it's not. Um, I don't know if it's as bad as some of the movies on this list. I think it, it kind of probably belongs in the bottom 10 outside of my personal feelings. And I think where it is kind of where it belongs. I mean, I think uh, it's a very rote retelling of Oliver Twist. The, yeah. the humor is the humor is not a sum of its parts. Fantastic cast, not utilized very well. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree with you, Bob. I think just um, – the movie itself gets lost in, 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 in all the reasons that you said. And again, another one, I'm going to keep using that word, like forgettable type. Um, I'll be honest, like I almost like in my mind sometimes mix this movie up with both Aristocats and Lady and the Tramp in a, in a little bit of a sense like that. But um, Yeah, I was going to say something like that, too. And it's just that um, it's it, it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better. So mm-hmm. I just that you know if they went back to the drawing board it just could have been a totally different movie and it could have been in the top 10 and not the bottom 10 well keep in mind guys this was a rare miss in that disney renaissance this came out uh, right around little mermaid and rescuers down under in that time frame of three years between 88 and 91 uh, so right before we hit the disney renaissance oliver and company was there and and i mean again forgettable in a lot of ways but yes. I, I think ultimately if we're going to put it in the top 10, there are definitely a few movies on this list that are significantly worse off than Oliver and company. I agree. Um, it, it, I agree. But the, it, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, let's move on to number seven where, uh, for whatever reason caused the most chatter in our discord over the last seven days. And, um, we'll talk about it. So the description here reads, I'll probably butcher a few words here. But uh, when a meteor shower destroys their homes, the Andwanadon Aladar and his family join a herd of dinosaurs heading for safety. Ed Root, he befriends Baleen, an elderly Brachiosaurus, Ema, an unstoppable Styracosaurus, and Nera, a feisty fellow Andwanadon. Together, they must stand strong amidst supply shortages, the threat of Atronotosaurus attacks. 
in Aladar's run-ins with the herd's stubborn leader, Kron. Now, how they don't talk about the damn emus or whatever the hell they are, um, the, lemurs, this, yeah. the lemurs in this description, uh, baffle me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold my peace. Tim, I know you have a few All words right. that you want to talk about dinosaur on. So lead it off and then we'll, we'll talk about yeah. it. So this one made my list mostly for it. It's a really boring film. Uh, it legendary for the fact that the crew, because it was, uh, their, their live action backgrounds with computer animation on top of them. Uh, the crew was apparently miserable, just filming empty, uh, wildlife or, uh, empty, uh, landscapes for, for a year. Uh, absolutely miserable. But like most people don't know that this movie was originally pitched to Jeffrey Katzenberg by the legendary Phil Tibbetts. And Paul Verhoeven, director of RoboCop and Total Recall. Um, so that's kind of why I made my list. This this was <laughs> such a like big blue sky idea that through a bunch of people arguing with each other and not being able to reach a common ground, it kept getting winnowed down and winnowed down and pushed further back. I mean, this movie was pitched in 1986. It didn't come out until the mid-90s. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, literally, uh, when Phil Tibbetts left this uh, film, it was uh, to go work on the visual effects for a little movie called Jurassic Park, uh, which he then won the Academy Award for. So, uh, yeah, that that's it's kind of for me. I know we're, we're it we're not ranking on that, but it, it it's what could have been is why I think that the this this belongs on the list, and it's really boring. Well, I mean. Like you said, I, 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 I respect what it could have been. Uh, it's not that. Uh, and it's I don't think this is a terrible movie. It, it, it is what it is. It tells a it tells the story of, of, you know, the extinction of dinosaurs in a fun and friendly way as, as, as you can. Uh, is it the best? Absolutely not. Um, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, it has one of the best Disney rides on property. Right. Uh uh, Jordana, when's the last time you've seen this movie? Uh, it's probably been 15 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's well, you you die must have watched a lot of movies 15 years ago. I, we, were, <laughs> we weren't even together, but we were watching the same movie apparently. Uh, um, I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, uh, this movie gave me nightmares as what? a kid. Um, <laughs> I just didn't like it. So it's one of those like that. It's not that bad, but just still kind of scares you. Um, <laughs> so, the, yeah, I just I didn't like it. Between this and The Good Dinosaur, I think Disney should just stay away from dinosaur movies. It is not their thing. Like, <laughs> it's just it's something that I don't know. I just don't like that. I don't like this movie, Dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Bob, what do you got? Don't, don't fight your tongue. Let's hear it. What do you got? What do you I don't thinking? know. I don't think the movie is nearly as bad as we pretend it is. I don't think it is. And I don't think that it's anywhere remotely close to fun and enjoyable way to tell the story of the extinction of dinosaurs. Like you said, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's, it's great that it could have been something else, but we can't necessarily rate movies on, on this list anyway of what they were going to be or could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, which Tim admitted to, he said, you know, that's just his, his take on it was that he wanted something more out of it. And 
I, I think the the backgrounds are I, I think from an animation standpoint, the computer animation and the live action, it's actually a, a pretty cool technological movie. Like it's it's still mm. pretty cool. I agree. It, it's it's boring. It's it, it's I, I, not it's not great. It's, it's I, I, I mean I agree, and I think I think Jordanus nailed it. I mean when you're making a movie about the extinction of a species, I mean it's hard to make that enjoyable. I guess you're right in that sense. So um, that was the sticking point why the whole original project fell apart was Verhoeven would not budge on the ending of the movie was a meteor hitting Earth and causing all the dinosaurs to go extinct, and Eisner felt that that was not something that could happen in a movie for families. Well, he got his, he got what he wanted for the good dinosaur and look how that turned out. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the opening scene, a good dinosaur. You're in space, a meteor is coming and it misses earth. Spoiler. Yeah. Alert. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love the ride. The good dinosaur in 2020. <laughs> Send uh, your hate mail to Drew. If Drew just spoiled the good dinosaur for you. I mean, it's the first 10 seconds. And you know what? If he spoiled the movie for you, good for you. You don't have to watch it. He saved you two hours. Congratulations. Uh, I mean, that's it. Dinosaur. It, it uh, is the ride better than the movie. Yes. yes but the ride officially now has nothing to do with the movie, right? Like Disney does not consider the two. No, you're still rescuing Aladar. No, no, no. It is. Oh. It actually is more so now. It, it yeah. wasn't. Oh, it's the, other, it's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so sorry. Countdown to Extinction was the much better version of the ride, but Dinosaur yeah. is still a fine ride when everything is functional, which isn't that often. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, you're right. It's there. not as bad as the Yeti, but it's close. Well, right. I hear you. All right. Let's move on to number six of our list. Um, a pedigree cat and her three kittens are catnapped. By a treaty, that's by a treaty butler, uh, who hopes to gain the inheritance left to them. Oh, uh, inheritance to cats. That's what I thought. Things a lot of like old crazy ladies do that. <laughs> that was really sexist. I'm sorry. Things look hopeless until they are befriended by Thomas O'Malley, an easy going alley cat. Um, I mean, it sounds like a, a, a pretty good plan to me. You know, kidnap some cats, try to get some money out of the deal. The arrest the cats, folks. Number six. The, uh, the, here's the thing. Th- this movie is is cute. Um, it has some memorable characters, right? Scat Cat, uh, Thomas O'Malley, uh, you know the little kittens Marie and I don't know the other two. So, but um, again, I, I I talked about. We all talked about this. You look back, Lady and the Tramp. They have this 15 year trend. Lady and the Tramp was you know 1955. Uh, and then you get into around 1970, the Aristocats, and then another 15 years later, Oliver and Company. It, it's hitting this trend where these movies are blending together. There was nothing about this film to me that stuck out and, and said that movie was awesome because of this defining moment. And, and when you have films like that, they kind of just fall on, you know, they fall upon the wayside and they get forgotten. Uh, and that, that's my problem with this one. Uh, it, it's it's kind of a tough watch, and I know because my daughter likes this, and I've watched it a lot. Um, but what do you guys? Anyone else have any strong opinion on it? I agree, and I think it's funny that this is a big merch seller now, though. Disney it cranks is. out the stuff for this. It's like the opposite of Hot Topic. Yeah. Right. Which like it's like a lot of 
um, right now it's a lot of like, if you're a dog person or you're a cat person, like, so that's where the Disney's kind of going with the merch and everything. And, um, but I agree with you that the characters are memorable, yep. but the storyline is not. So, um, I think that's the bottom line with this movie. I, yeah, I agree. Um, Bob, it sucks. It's, just, it's, 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 not it's not good at all. Stat the Cat's mo- the only good part. The characters, again, I hate to keep doing this because I feel like we say it. Every, I say it every time you ask me about a movie. The characters aren't inherently evil. They're they're decent enough yeah. characters. They're fun. These movies all share one common thread. They're just not good movies. <laughs> I mean, when you watch any of these six, these five movies we've talked about, they're not good. Oh. They're oh. not an entertaining watch. Sorry about that. No, nope, just mute it again. There we go. There we go. I'm sorry. I was muting myself there. Um, they're just not inherently great movies. Like, and they're not long. They're, they're like 90 minutes. Like, they're they feel like forever. They do. I, I just that's a good I, point. I don't know, man. I just the more I the more we talked about it, the more I'm thinking that like, yeah, we nailed this list because these <laughs> movies aren't good. They're not. They're not at all. Um, so that was number six, the Aristocats. Um, so let's move on to number five here and give you a nice explanation. Seven new musical selections and one returning favorite are featured in this stunning contemporary update of Disney animated classic. A new generation of animators use the latest technological tools and innovations to blend traditional animation with modern flair, creating a wonderful new take on the glorious masterpiece. Once again, could be several different films. Um, but Bob, the number five uh, mm-hmm. film on this list is going to be Fantasia 2000. Uh, so take us away here. You hit it. You hit it right here. That that last statement is why this movie isn't any good. Creating a wonderful new take on the glorious masterpiece because <laughs> Fantasia is a masterpiece. I don't love Fantasia by any stretch of the imagination. Another one that is almost unwatchable in current times, but it is excellent. The musical scores are breathtaking. It is Fantasia is more than any other Disney movie, a work of art. And that is what it is. And I know the plan initially, we all know the plan that Walt wanted to update Fantasia every couple of years, maybe once a decade after the first one came out to, you know, showcase the technological advancements in animation and blending the music and everything like that. But they waited almost 60 years to do it. And I'll tell you, if you watch the two next to each other, Fantasia holds up better than Fantasia 2000, even with the new, uh, as you put it, technological tools and innovations <laughs> with modern flair. I think that my problem with this one, similar to Tim and his take on Dinosaur being he wanted it to be more, I think because Fantasia exists, Fantasia 2000 automatically was never reaching the level of greatness or work of art that Fantasia was, and it automatically suffered for that reason. I mean, that's I, I don't know that Fantasia 2000 is bad. I just know that it isn't good, and it's <laughs> nowhere near the level of what Fantasia is. And that and that's I that's why I have it on the list. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, Tim, I know I know you're a fan of Fantasia itself. Um, any comments on this one? Yeah, I mean just. 
utterly unnecessary movie. And the fact is, Fantasia broke all sorts of grounds. Walt Disney inadvertently came up with the concept of the modern music video by making Fantasia. So Fantasia 2000 just has so much to live up to. Also, the era it came out in, when you talk about what the uh, latest technological tools are probably the era of technological tools that aged the worst. So it just dates itself instantly. Um, yeah, it, it just not great and utterly unnecessary movie. Yeah. Although, I, Drew, if I may, some would argue that the best thing to come out of Fantasia 2000 would have been the deleted scene of the Salvador Dali and Walt Disney uh, short they did. Um, Christ, I have the book. It escapes me right now, but it'll come to me. But so there is a bonus feature on Fantasia 2000 on Disney Plus and on the DVD that there is a short that they did Salvador Dali and Walt Disney made. And it is better than anything from <laughs> Fantasia 2000 by a significant margin. And I, I that's the biggest takeaway for me is you put this one is supposed to be the centerpiece of the film and it turns into, it ends up on the cutting room floor because it's just too much for people to handle. It's, it's a brilliant piece of animation. It runs about seven minutes long. It's it's Destino. Brilliant. It is, it is the best seven minutes of Disney animation I've ever seen. I'll I'll have to, I I haven't seen it. It is, it is, it is legitimately stunning. The animation. It is stunning. And again, I think when you have a movie that is as subpar as Fantasia 2000 and you leave Destino on the cutting room floor, there's something inherently wrong with your process. Uh, Jordana, any comments here? No, I think you guys said it all. Um, But I definitely agree with uh, the last statement that the first one's just too memorable. It's hard to top. Um, But yeah, I will have to check that out as well. All right, that's number five on our list, Fantasia 2000. Uh, Now, the next one here is another one that every time I watch it, I want it to be excellent, just like Robin Hood. And when I'm about to explain the description, again, you may think I'm talking about that. England is in the midst of a dark age and without a proper king. Young Wart, an orphan and squire in training, is content with kitchen duties in his foster home until he drops in on the extraordinary wizard Merlin and his articulate owl uh, Archimedes. Can Wart become England's greatest king? Um, That is number four on our list, the sword in the stone. Uh, Again, uh, a, a story that has been around, a story that has been told. Um, The character of Merlin absolutely love Merlin. God bless him. He he's he's a funny bastard. But um this this movie is just hard to get into. Similar to the other ones. This is a story that I feel like is is it, you could tell in so many fun, easy and good ways. And Bob, I think that's what we kind of hit on the head with Robin Hood where they almost went not too kid friendly, but they went in this approach that almost doesn't work for this story. Uh, but for me, that that's why I think it kind of fails in that sense. Uh, Tim, I mean, what's what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, this is another one as a kid that I wasn't in love with. Uh, there's like a million interpretations of the King Arthur tales, and this one doesn't try to do anything ambitious, especially in the era of Disney animation it's from. Like, they could have mm-hmm. done more. Um, 
If you want to watch a cool medieval Disney movie, I'd rather watch The Black Cauldron than this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I can, I can get behind dude, that, dude, actually. Dude. The Black Cauldron is the better movie. Yes, that is true. Uh, Jordana, any comments on Sword of the Stone? Um, don't they... They kind of brought this into the parks a little bit, but... Um, where the, yeah, they did. They, they made that a big deal probably, what, in the 90s? Didn't they, they do a lot more advertising and, and little fun promotions with that? I mean, they yeah, don't, they don't was, still yeah, have it, the... It was in every sitcom that went there. One of the characters inevitably pulled the stone it, it, out of... Oh, yeah. Pulled the sword out of the stone and was the ruler of the realm for the day, whatever the mm-hmm. hell that meant. Yeah. It no. varied from episode to episode. On that what was actually a big meant. ABC thing in the 90s, early, yeah. early 90s. Oh, yeah. um, but that's really the only thing I got. <laughs> I'm to look. Yeah, and it came out in 1963. Yeah. Um, but anywho, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's it for me. I don't know if anyone else has anything else, but number four, Sword in the Stone. The description for Robin Hood from Disney Plus also applies to this movie. Uh, it does. That's exactly right. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, the next one here, uh, a movie uh, we all talked about. Um, <laughs> and all voted for. And all voted for. Uh, let me read the description here for you. When the sky really is fallen, insanity has flown the coop. Who will rise to save the day? I mean, t- Jesus. Together with his hysterical band of misfit friends, Chicken Little must hatch must hatch a plan. It's clever. It's must one of the, hatch it's a, one of the best ones. Must hatch a plan to save the planet from alien invasion and prove that the world's biggest hero is a little chicken. I mean, Bob, yeah. when you said earlier, what the hell were these guys thinking when they walked into a boardroom and pitched that? thesis yep. or or tagline or whatever this the hell you want to call it one of the it. ones that i was specifically this one and the number one on our list were the two that i said who walks into a pitch meeting it's like so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take the chicken little story and we're gonna bring aliens into it and the sky's yeah. falling yeah the sky is yeah falling. uh that's but, what we're gonna do and he's gonna have this this hysterical band of misfit friends like the island of misfit barnyard animals it's gonna be incredible it's uh, it's it's oh god the only chicken little I want is a sandwich of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh god, <laughs> That's, those were amazing. They're not like they used to make them either with a little Hawaiian bun and just a little patty with a slob of mayonnaise. Oh man, those were delicious. The chicken little challenge. Now Jordana, uh, Fred Diffusto, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Chicken little challenge, Jordana. Are we wrong to say this movie sucks? No. Now, would you say it's a to a child, right? Because Bub and I could talk about this. It's not a terrible film. It's not. It's not a terrible film. But, like, for me, it's, I don't know. It's just cute. Like, I was, I don't know. I was just bummed. This was the one that I was bummed to see so low on the list. Um, that's just, you know. That, that, this is the one that hurt my heart a little bit. Um, but yes, I agree with you guys that, you know, the movie sucks. It's not, you know, it, it belongs on this list, but it doesn't mean it didn't stink, you know? It looks like a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> There's literally <laughs> video games generous. that were out at the same time as this movie that looked better. This is like a big reason why Disney, like, 
finally caved and realized they needed Pixar to make their computer animated movies for them. Mm. Yeah, I mean it, it's um, it's I not think, great. I think one thing it excels at is description on Disney Plus. That is the best. <laughs> 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 it's better than Robin Hood. Yes. It, I mean, you could you could use Robin wise. Hood for a bunch of things. I, I think inherently with Chicken Little is my kids love it. it it's kind of cute. Too. Like despite me, too. you know, d- you know, killing it here, I, I just it's not good. It's, like again, I, I think we've talked about it. Just because we say these movies are the worst ten Disney anime movies ever made, doesn't mean our kids or we don't enjoy them. Like there's a sense of nostalgia with a lot yeah. of these movies that I enjoy the movies. But they're not good movies. That's the problem. That's what we're talking about tonight. Is it? It's not good. Nah, it, it's Bob. It's one of those movies. If you ask maybe just the average Joe person, oh yeah, Chicken Little, they wouldn't even know Disney made that film. No, that's a Disney movie. You know, it, I mean, that's it, possible. That's, it, that's it, plausible. It yep. It just doesn't feel like it. Like I'm watching a Disney quality movie. That's that's my problem. To Tim's point, yeah, it, like it a felt like two game. Yeah, it was like right. yeah, like a yep. little B in a you know B production company made it. Not not the A Disney is what you know I'm looking for. If mm-hmm. you told me the people who made the Emoji movie made Chicken oh, Little, you could buy it. I would just I yeah. would believe you. Right it's a movie. Off the bat. It's a movie. You know, the Emoji movie trending at about 15 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, just so we're clear, that's, it's better than Chicken Little. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't I, think it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we're number two. Where is <laughs> that? That's not bad. It's a good one. That's a you know. That's a. That, I like that. All right. So that is number three, Chicken Little. Uh, moving down our list, uh, Bernard and Bianca, two mice from the Rescue Aid Society, help a young orphan girl escape the clutches of an evil woman who planned to use the girl to retrieve a fabulous diamond. I mean, <laughs> that description is all over the map. Um, but it describes as, the movie perfectly. <laughs> you're not, you're not, and that is why it is number two on our list, Bob. Tim, tell us about The Rescuers. So this one is actually different than the rest. Like, this movie is bad because it's a Disney movie for kids, and the villain is so unrepentantly awful and mean it just makes the movie bad like she's medusa is awful awful (laughs) awful to that girl and it would just never fly in this day and age you know i mean you're not wrong there um i mean i really don't have much to say about it to be honest uh i mean jordana you anything no, I feel like this one kind of goes with what we've already pretty much already said about Aristocats and Oliver and Company and Lady and the Tramp. They just kind of all. So interestingly, okay, Aristocats and Oliver and Company, same thing. Another big merch seller for a movie that wasn't popular at its time. Right. Is it? You shouldn't think the restaurant is a big merch seller. Oh yeah. Go to a hot topic now. This is like the, <laughs> this is like the new this nightmare guy. before Christmas. Tim, how much time would you say on average did you spend on the Hot Topic website to do research for this? Uh, I'm just wondering. You're bringing it up a lot. Are they sponsoring us this episode? No, I just bought a bunch of – they had a sale on T-shirts a couple weeks back. (laughs) And I bought a bunch of Disney T-shirts on there. So I was in their Disney category on the website. So I respect the research, Tim. 
That sounds like a likely story, but can, right. can I just say that one that surprised me that I I, I think the rescuers versus the rescuers down under because yeah. we we didn't combine the two movies we didn't combine sequels into them. What is the take on the rescuers down under? Because I think it's the far superior of the two it, rescuer movies. It, it, it's funny, Bub, because when you watch movies, typically on average, I would say the original is better than the sequel. Except mm-hmm. when you talk Mighty Ducks. Now, like when, when I you think look we could at, argue that. Uh, that's another episode. <laughs> but when you think of like a, a video game, and the reason I'm bringing this, comparing this up, is because I think this is what happens. Sometimes when you create a video game and then a sequel, you take what you learned and what people liked and didn't like, and you improve on it. That's mm-hmm. what they did with the restaurants down under. They said we have this eh, movie, but how do we, you know, keep the same lore, characters, and and improve on it? And I think that's what they did here. They, they 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 were successful at that. Tim, that's a surprisingly coherent take from Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to start with video games. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. Well done. Yeah. Let's go to number one. That's good work. Uh, all right. Number one. I mean, you guys are probably out there saying there's nothing left. Um, and you're not wrong, because Half of the people they might not even know what this movie is or never heard of this movie, but let's just go with probably maybe the best description out there uh, for this film. So here we go. The number one worst Disney animated film. When a greedy outlaw schemes to take possession of the Patch of Heaven Dairy Farm. Patch of Heaven Dairy Farm. That's right. Three determined cows. Yes, folks. Cows. A karate kicking horse named Buck and a colorful coral of critters join forces to save their home. So we got an outlaw trying to steal the Patch of Heaven Farm, and we got cows, a horse, and critters trying to save them. The states are sky high as this unlikely animal alliance risks their hides. <laughs> Clever. It matches wits. With a mysterious band of bad guys. I mean, I don't know if that sounds so bad that maybe it's good. Think about that pitch meeting. (laughs) So, folks, we are talking about Home on the Range. Bob, I remember when this this movie movie came out. This movie is legitimately just bad. I mean, everything about it. I mean, I, I think beginning and end of list, it's not entertaining in any way. The, the 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 characters suck the story blows the movie isn't good i mean that that's it and remarkably spoiler alert for everybody it received 40 out of a possible 40 points of being the worst movie on the list so <laughs> i mean we all agree this movie is is literally to call it a dumpster fire is an insult to most dumpsters that i have ever seen on fire that's mm. how bad this movie is how do you really the feel? 2020 of Disney movies. Ooh, good one. Drop the mic right there. That's yeah. it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's it's newer. I mean, it's 2004. Um, you're right, Bob. I mean, there's some interested soundtrack. If you want to do yourself a favor well, on a rainy yeah, day. So Katie Lang and and uh, Tim McGraw. Mm. I mean, it's not. And again, it's, so the soundtrack isn't bad. The movie is garbage. It's short yeah. too. It's it's only seventy six minutes, so it's an hour and fifteen minutes. That's it's about seventy five minutes and fifty nine seconds too long. Uh, yeah, it's um, I mean, uh, 
I think you just gotta watch it. Just no, no, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> no, no, no like, hear me out. You put it on to watch the title screen when they brand the Disney castle onto the screen. Yes. That's it. Right. Then shut yeah. it off. You're done. That's that's a good point about that, Bob. This is one that created a Disney intro. Like, not all the movies do that. Nope. But um, if we, yeah. You know, the, the humor in this movie, which that's the only thing I think Bob has, it just, any joke, anytime there's a joke, think of the most obvious joke possible, <laughs> and that's the exact direction this movie goes in. It's basically uh, a Roseanne Barr stand-up routine, and she <laughs> is one of the main characters. Oh boy, um, yeah. I mean, Home on the Range. It it it, it is the only film that received it received forty points, which means every one of us thought it was the. And we did our vote in blind, so we didn't know what other people were voting. We all thought this was the worst Disney film. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I almost gave it. I almost gave an extra points for the karate kicking horse named Buck, yeah, but uh, no, it still didn't make the cut. Uh, so just to recap, number 10, Lady and the Tramp, number nine, Robin Hood, eight, Oliver and Company, seven, Dinosaur, six, Aristocats, five, Fantasia, 2000, four, Sword in the Stone, three, Chicken Little, two, The Wrestlers, and one, of course, Home on the Range. That is the Disney Eyes Uncensored take on the 10 worst Disney animated films. Again, not Pixar, Disney Tunes, or all those other things. This is the Disney Animation Studios. Um, like you said, Bob, earlier, I think it's a pretty solid list. Once you get into that 8, 9, and 10 range, maybe we could have bumped one around or two. But for the yeah, most I part, so. um, yeah. if I, I think we... I think we got it close. I mean, a lot of people, you know, threw some other films out there. Like, like we said, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, some of those. I mean, are they great films? No. Uh, we, we talked about a lot of those other films as well. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was fun. I mean, any, any closing remarks? Uh, uh, Random House Smiles coming up is, is, is a similar topic. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, you guys have anything else uh, regarding these 10 films? No, I think for me, for top 10 lists or bottom 10 lists, this was the least stressed I've ever been about it. And I, I want to thank you guys for uh, for because it was a lot of fun doing this, I think, because we could kind of just say, no, this subject, this movie is terrible. It's so it's here. And I don't think there was really anything that we would really necessarily argue about. I mean, sure, we have our favorites like Jordana and Chicken Little and and maybe, you know, Drew and Dinosaur, me and Oliver and company, and Tim pretty much objectively hates all of these movies. Yeah. But Tim actually, Tim. side note, Tim's list was this list. So yes. Tim picked 14 movies. He picked an extra one just to screw with Drew. His 15th pick was to screw with Drew. So 10 of Tim's legitimate 14, that's this list. Just so we're getting that in the open. Tim nailed the list. And I didn't even have to give a ludicrous amount of points to one thing so that made the list despite you guys. <laughs> a la Historically, Hawkeye. that's what Tim does. Historically, that is, that is what Tim every does. top ten list. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with it though. I think it was, it was a, I think it was fun. Yep. Jordana, any closing remarks here? No, I, I agree that this was the least stressed out for a list I've ever been. That it, you know, it just it was it was good just to kind of say, hey, Disney does some stuff wrong. Here's oh, what. Oh yeah you know oh yeah so being stress-free let's move over to our random house of mouse where it will not be stress-free and blood will be shed
bloodshed, tears shed. And this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, so this week, uh, there was, I don't know if it was Ranker or BuzzFeed or somebody, some random clickbait website had something up where you had to choose between two or three different Disney movies uh, from a decade or, or whatever it was. Um, and whatever one you picked, you kept the other ones were gone forever. And I said, well, hey, let's do that. We're going to rebuild the Disney library by decade. We each get one pick. Um, it really can be the same. So let's say, obviously, let's use the 1930s as the example. There was only one film that came out in the 30s. It was Snow White. So automatically, uh, Snow White is the pick for the 30s unless you guys don't want to pick anything from the 30s. Uh, but let's just get that out of the way. I picked Snow White in the 30s. Um, Drew, Jordana, Tim, I'm sure you guys all felt the oh, same yeah. way. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go to the 40s, which is kind of an interesting decade. I, I'm not going to read the list of every film, because uh, we'd be here all night. But So let's go counterclockwise around the room, I guess. Let's start with Jordana. Jordana, pick one movie from the 40s. Fantasia. Don Fantasia. Classic. Okay. I mean, I, I, we can disagree. Okay. That, nope. I'm, I'm going to save my vitriol for later in the night, I'm sure, because of it. But Fantasia's a good pick. Uh, Drew, what about you? Uh, Pinocchio. All day. So you're saving Pinocchio. You're saying goodbye to a lot of other good movies. And I thought you hated Pinocchio. Okay. Tim. No. You're up. Oh, you hated Dumbo. That's right. So Dumbo I hate Dumbo and Bambi, which yes. I am still pissed about that did not make the top ten worst film list. Okay. Good. Get well, off my chest. Please, please send all of those emails directly to Andrew at the Disney Guys Uncensored. He will answer each and every one personally for his attack on Dumbo and Bambi. Tim, go ahead. All right. Well, I would have saved either Pinocchio or Fantasia, but they're both already safe. Oh, so. no, no, no. Tim, by all means, in this ruling, you can pick whatever movie you want. You're building your own Disney library. Oh, so oh okay. Those. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I am also saving Fantasia, 100%. Mm. Um, I mean, the, the cynic in me wants to save uh, the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, because I can't think of a toadless world. Mm. Um, but I, too... I'm going to shock the world there. I'm going to pick Fantasia as well. I think it just means too much to Disney overall to not have it come out of the 40s as the uh, as the pick. Does, um, does that mean the three Caballeros disappear and Jordana's favorite Mexican ride goes away? Well, I mean, the Mexican ride could still be there as El Rio del Tiempo, but yeah, they wouldn't have the animatronics that are drunk and fall over. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the animatronic of Jordana. <laughs> that was self-inflicted uh, right there. That is yeah, that is, self, yeah, not, <laughs> that is Disney guy on Disney guy crime, but it was on herself, so we're gonna allow it. Right. Uh, the 50s gets a little dicey because there's only a few movies here. It's Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, and the aforementioned several times tonight, Sleeping Beauty. Um, let's go, Drew first here. Drew, where are you going with the 50s? No doctor here. I mean, Peter Pan all day. Yeah, that's not surprising. That movie yeah, also that's sucks. That's the film of, of, of all decades. Okay. So that's your number one pick in the draft. Got it. So, uh, Tim, what about you? Uh, I got to go with my personal favorite Disney movie, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, movie's also trash. This decade was not good to anybody. Uh, Jordana, what about you? I got to pick one of the princesses, so I'm going Cinderella. Okay, I'll allow that. At least you didn't pick. At least you didn't pick Sleeping Beauty. That would have been the end of this conversation. Now, later the tramp would have been interesting choice. So, <laughs> I'm gonna shock the world here because there's a big part of me that wants to go Cinderella, but I, 
I'm going to take Alice in Wonderland, despite me hating it, because <laughs> I want that on the list. <laughs> so, so I, I, you got to hear me out on this. That movie, from an artistic standpoint, is brilliant. And I'm going artistry over a lot of things in this. And, and I, I mean, I, I don't really like Peter Pan. So, I mean, Cinderella is very good. I do like Cinderella. That would be a close second for me. But I'm going Alice in Wonderland. Wow. I mean, you wanted that movie to, to fall off the face of the earth two days I, ago. I, I still want to fall off the face of the earth. But this way I can get a copy and bring it to a skeet shooting range and boop, pull, and shoot. So uh, we're going to the 60s. <laughs> I'm not sure it would fly that well. <laughs> We're going to the 60s. Uh, three movies in this one. Um, I, I can't imagine anyone else is picking Sword in the Stone, so it's probably 101 Dalmatians or The Jungle Book. Uh, let's go Tim first this time. Tim, what are you picking? Jungle Book. I mean, Drew, what, what are you picking? Um, yeah, you know, I watched Jungle Book this weekend, and it's funny because Jungle Book's a film that growing up, I never really watched. Even in my later years, I never watched it. And then once I had kids, I, I, I watched it. And mm. I'm, I've, I know, Bub, you've always been an advocate of this film. Mm-hmm. And um, I've fallen in love with Jungle Book. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's a fun movie. So, Jungle Book. Okay. I'm also picking Jungle Book. So, Jordana, what about you? Or for four, Jungle Book. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only choice here. And, and I actually do like 101 Dalmatians. I do. But for me, it's got to be Jungle Book. It, it's just, it's the best movie of the 60s. Not even close. Um, holy shit, the 70s is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, 70s sucks. Uh, We're so, four for four on this one, guys. So, so I'm going to go first in the 70s. I'm going to clear the decks here. I'm obviously picking Winnie the Pooh. Um, your other options in this decade are the Aristocats, Robin Hood, and the Rescuers. Um, so let's go to Jordana second. Pooh. Not surprising in any way. Uh, Drew, let's go you and the one with Tim for the 70s. I mean, for me, I literally hate all four of these. You Um, do. It's a a real Sophie's choice. I mean, uh, I'm going to, I'll pick Pooh just for you guys, but I, I, I I don't hate, I don't hate Winnie the Pooh. I I just, it's not for me. I I don't understand if Pooh is a boy or girl. He's a teddy bear. I mean, I, why, why does Pooh's gender have to do with your enjoyment <laughs> of the movie? You know what? I don't know that this needs to be a conversation for right now, but offline, Tim, we got baffling. This, I, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, this is another one of those Drew takes where you just for, for as great as his take was uh, earlier I, in the night. I lost it. I lost this it. one is worse. I don't know what happened. Just an Tim, utter non sequitur. Yeah. Um, yeah. So despite Pooh's gender not being immediately obvious to True, or maybe myself, I'm not sure. It does not affect my enjoyment of the movie, and I will save Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect my enjoyment or not. I just I I, I don't I'm not a fan. <laughs> but why even bring it up? I've always wondered. I, okay, that's a fair All right. Let's go let's go to the eighties. Drew, clear the decks. You're picking Black Cauldron. Yeah, Black Cauldron it is. Really? Okay. Lots okay. of the Hound was a close second though. Really? Was it? Was it? <laughs> was it? Tim, what are you going with? Uh, Little Mermaid. I don't even think that. Uh, yeah, I, can't, here. I, I don't think he realized it was on the list, but I'm going oh, Little Mermaid, too. I'm going uh, Little Jordana? Little yeah, Mermaid. Obviously. I, I am okay. a Prince Eric fan. You can, have, you can have your Black Cauldron, and you you know, you can take a dump in that cauldron, okay? Maybe. Oh. maybe just, oh, there's some shit skeleton zombies. I like it. <laughs> That's, I, okay, so Alden Bourne. 
Aldrin Bourne's say, shit. The, the next the next couple decades are the real fun decades to me because there's the movies that we grew up with, guys. Let's be honest. And I, the 90s, I did add DuckTales, Treasure of the Lost Lamp in Ooh. there. Goofy movie to make it a little interesting. Even through James and the Giant Peach and Nightmare Before Christmas, Ooh. just to make it difficult for you guys. because Except for Guy, who doesn't care. Um, but... The 90s were particularly tough for me um, because I the Lion King is just sitting there as it's just the Lion King. But I think there's only one real answer for me for the 90s. And for me, it's Beauty and the Beast. It, it's just it is. And I think I said it on the episode we, we had Liz on a couple weeks ago that Beauty and the Beast is as close to a perfect Disney movie as has ever been made. Um, so for me, it's Beauty and the Beast out of the 90s. Um, I'm interested, though, because I think this is a very tough decade to get through. So let's go with – Tim, you haven't gone second a lot. Tim, where are you going with this? Uh, whew, this is this very hard one. Um, I feel like Beauty and the Beast is the natural choice, but my favorite of this decade is Mulan. Okay. I will um, Mulan. Wow. You know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to allow you to let Mulan hang out there, and we're going to go with it. Jordana, uh, what are you? Where, where are you going, Jordana? You, and I swear to shit, Jordan, if you pick Hunchback of Notre Dame, you are off the friggin' show. Jordana, you're up. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, right? <laughs> nope. I mean, you know the answer not to pick. Okay. So, unless you unless you want to be off the show, then by all means, pick it. All right, guys, here's my resignation. <laughs> um, so there's three of my favorite movies, and I'm a 90 kid, 90s kid. So Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King. Like, how do you pick between those three? Like, they're so iconic. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Beauty and the Beast. It's got a special place in my heart, so that's the one I'm going with. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, mean, yeah I have no problem with that. I mean, but forever, keep in mind here, Drew, before you pick – Whatever movie you pick here, the rest the rest of these movies, whew, dust yeah, in the wind, disappear. That's gone. Gone. <laughs> Which means all the characters associated with them are gone. Cease to exist. Cease to I mean just no, just, no like Ho- just, no just like Hocus Pocus when with the sun comes up, they turn to dust, they cease to exist. These so, movies I I, I agree, Bob Beauty and the Beast is a near perfect movie. Growing up, though, um, I was always an Aladdin guy. Aladdin yeah, was oh, my were. film. That's true. Yep. 100%. Yep. However, you know where I'm th- – I mean, there was never a doubt in anybody's mind where I was going. And I could not bear my life without Jack Skeleton. It, I just could not. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, every day, all day, not even a second guess. Well, just so – I'm keeping score here tonight, just so we're clear. Um, Tim – this is the first time me and you haven't picked the same movie through the decades. Wow. Just so we're clear. Uh, the 2000s get interesting because there's one on here in particular. You guys know how I feel about Princess and the Frog. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the then Tinker we have, movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Bolt, Meet the Robinsons, Chicken Little, Jordana, Home on the Range, which we talked about at length and think it's so great. Um, Brother Bear, which didn't get a lot of love, Treasure Planet, Lilo and Stitch, Atlantis, The Emperor's New Groove, former friend of the show, or former host of the show, still friend of the show, and even then that's probably a stretch, uh, The Emperor's New Groove, uh, Dinosaur, Tigger Movie, and Fantasia 2000. So a few of these movies made our worst list. What Interesting. the hell is the Tigger Movie? 
oh, you it was never great. It was great. But again, they don't actually talk about Pooh's sexuality in that oh. film. Do they or talk his about assigned it was gender? His, it was his, his gender. Or, yeah, it wasn't or his, his assigned, Or its assigned gender. So, I mean, ultimately, it's not going to do you any good to pick, take, or movie, Drew. So, Drew, I'm going to let you go first in the 2000s. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, Lethal and Stitch. I mean, it it, it wouldn't allow um, for a shitty Ohana to exist if if we didn't have Lethal and Stitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm obsessed with the show tonight. The oh, Disney guys uncensored here tonight. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong or am I right? No, it's you're not wrong. Film. You're not, it's you're a not great film. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Ohana being shitty. See what I did there? I, I made you walk right into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Leave that one Stitch, absolutely. Uh, I think Stitch is a, is a fun, unique character. Uh, uh, regardless of what John Blanco says, I already contacted him. He will be sending a voicemail in that week with the explanation why. It's actually when I wrote it down on the list for Prosperity thing, I wrote down Lilo Blanco. <laughs> that might be a better film according to him <laughs> Sounds like Jordana, Jordana. where are you going in the 2000s um, Meet the Robinsons is That's one of pick. the most underrated movies Disney it has is. produced so it is. Uh, this, yeah, that's my top pick. I, I, I love that movie. Yep. I watch it all the time. Well, you could say it's underrated. You can say it's great, but it's better than these other movies. Yeah, uh, to me. I don't know. I don't know if the 2000s are particularly strong. To be honest, I, mean, I don't it's, think it's particularly it's, it's really strong. really like three or four options. I'd say that's about it. I'd say yeah, the Frog, Meet the Robinsons, and Lilo and Stitch are definitely the top three. Um, I'm but, interested to see where Tim goes because oh, I'm ready to get roasted. I know for a fact that it's it's going Atlantis <laughs> or Treasure Planet. So yep, yep. yep. Atlantis it's going, is the better. It's going roaster. Atlantis. The, it is the thing the I watched when I got my Disney Plus subscription. And easily my favorite of this list of the two. Best part. Admittedly, uh, admittedly, Atlantis, a much better first watch than oh, Lady in yeah. the Tramp Life Action. So you will get no problem. No, no <laughs> disagreement. My favorite part is that, look, I made a bridge in like three seconds. <laughs> uh, those, so, the, all those, all the characters, fantastic. No, Cookie's solid. I like Cookie. So Atlantis, that's the one with the commander... And they're talking about the whale sounds, right? Oh, yes. It's not bad. Atlantis isn't terrible. I don't disagree with that. Um, Treasure Planet's terrible. I don't like Treasure Planet. I don't like Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet is unrealized potential, the film. That's actually a growing theme on this episode. Unrealized potential of Disney movies. I like that. Can we quote that? Unrealized. Put that on a t-shirt, too? (laughs) That's kind of a mouthful for a t-shirt, though. Hashtag unrealized potential. Um, to no one's surprise, I am picking Princess and the Frog. Because uh, right, if Beauty and the Beast yeah. is the is the most perfect Disney movie, Princess and the Frog is a very very close second. Um, mm-hmm. But let's go to the 2010s. Equally as tough on the top end as the 90s, in my opinion. Um, oh. Holy shit! Shit, guys, hold on a second here. Hold on a second. <laughs> you guys talk amongst yourselves for a second. Fill some time because I made this list and I don't see a specific movie on here that should be right here, which might make the 2010s even harder. And I'm going to add it to the list right now. All right. Luckily, it's the first time oh. I looked at that list. Oh. Okay, yeah, that, that was – I just figured that was in there, but – I no, guess. it's not. Uh, I just yeah. added it, so that's interesting. 
because that changes everything for me. What so we got Wreck It Ralph. Duster. Whatever the hell his name is. No, that didn't make the list. Dusty Crop Hopper, though. It's a great <laughs> name. It, it, it literally is on the list, bro. It is. Oh, no, yes. Yeah. Not not the Fire and Rescue one, though. Right. Very good. Uh, so Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, Frank and Weenie, Wreck-It Ralph, Planes, Frozen, Big Hero 6, A Real Sleeper, Zootopia, oh, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Frozen 2. Um, Jordana, take us away with the first pick in the 2010s. And the first pick of the 2010s. Um, I don't know. I'm... Um, you know, I love Moana. I love Frozen. Oh, I, I do love Frozen. Love Tangled. These are all very iconic. Iconic for um, five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like they, oh, I don't know. All right, last impact. Frozen. It's a good choice. Got it. Um, hmm. true. Um. I look at this list, and there's there's definitely some unique characters. Good decade, actually, real good decade. Um, probably by no surprise, I'm going Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah, not Sorry. offensive either. It's not offensive. It's not surprising. Tim. Yeah. So this is like 2010 second Disney Renaissance for sure. You got Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Moana. Big Hero 6, Zootopia, all these oh, are God, yeah. so good. This is the hardest choice by far for me <laughs> so far. Um, I think I probably just have to winnow it down to, like, pure enjoyment. And that's between Frozen and Moana. You're going Frozen. Don't I'm going yourself. Moana. I'm going ah. Moana. Wow, because of The Rock. It was it was The Rock. Hey, yep, the, the Rock 100% <laughs> was the tiebreaker. And also, like, the setting, you know. Can I drop a TikTok where he, like, sings to his daughter every day the song oh, yeah. Moana? And then um, she, like, he'll go, he'll go, is is Daddy Maui? And she just goes, no. <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah, I've seen sing that, it yeah. again. <laughs> like, and, uh-huh. like, there's just a million videos of him doing this. Yeah, he gave a really cute interview about that. Bob, I will retract my statement if Winnie the Pooh, in fact, talks about the gender in that film. He does not. Okay. I respect my does not. Okay. I don't feel like the or- Winnie the Pooh, the origins. <laughs> this, I, Tim, you said something. This might be the hardest decade because these are movies that my kids now have grown up with that I watch. A, a lot of these movies are in constant rotation. Um, Moana's, man, that's a, Moana's a great movie. It really, really is. Big Hero 6, I mean, it's it's awesome. Uh, Tangled, I love Tangled. And if my wife was making this pick, it probably would be Tangled. Pick. I'm going with the most woke Disney animated movie of all time. Because I think it's important in a lot of ways. I know where you're going with this. I, 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 I really do. I think that Zootopia teaches us a lot about certain things i'm going zootopia i like zootopia a lot <laughs> you know the, you know what the funny thing is about zootopia Bob, and i love zootopia yeah it's what we talked about earlier in the show with them making animals into this everyday life shit right but it worked yeah, it works they, here because works. that's the whole point of this one it's exactly. not just like robin hood's a fox because yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oliver's we said, a dog Screw it. yeah no oliver's a cat 
exactly my point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's just do a quick breakdown. So Tim went Fantasia, Alice, Jungle Book, Pooh, Mermaid, Mulan, Atlantis, and Moana. Not not a bad little selection of you're going to rebuild the Disney library, Tim. Drew went Pinocchio, Peter Pan sucks, Jungle Book, Pooh, Black Cauldron sucks, Nightmare Before Christmas, Lilo and Stitch, and Wreck-It Ralph. Yours isn't as impressive as Tim's, Drew, I'm sorry, because you oh. did pick the Black Cauldron and Peter Pan. So. Doesn't mean shit. Look what happened when I picked my best park. I lost to the Imagine Orange or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, admittedly, I think Sin- your park imagine was better. Imagine or I, I still think I don't that your park was better. Yeah, no, I agree Drew's park was better. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jordana, you... Actually, put together a pretty solid list, and I, I say that, but you're I, surprised. Just like I am very surprised. I've seen her draft fantasy football teams, that's not pretty. Uh, Fantasia and Cinderella, Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh again, Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Meet the Robinsons, which is really a sleeper. I mean, I don't know if I would have taken it in that decade, but it's a fun movie. It certainly, I think, does as close a job to like kind of capturing Walt's spirit. In a Disney movie, if that kind of makes sense. And then Frozen's very good, too. I, I I don't have a problem with Frozen. And I went Fantasia, Alice, Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh, Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Princess and the Frog, and Zootopia. Um, yeah, I think, guys, I mean, we, we put together a pretty good library. We didn't really spread it out that much, though. A lot of us have the same picks mm-hmm. on a lot of these. But um, kind of just a fun little exercise we did. That's going to wrap up this edition of Random House of Mouse. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Tim. Jordana, what a fun uh, episode. It was everything I think we wanted and hoped it to be. But that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the Top 10 or Bottom 10. Depends how you look at it. Worst Disney animated features of all time. Uh, feedback, questions, or comments, please shoot us an email. We love hearing from you guys. The Disney Guys Uncensored, all one word, at gmail.com. And I just want to say one thing. Thank you. Thank you to all of our patrons out there for continuing to support us, even through these tough times, and giving us your hard-earned cash to help us, uh, you know, go a long way, be able to do these fun giveaways and, and buy equipment and stuff like that. So, again, if you ever want to consider donating uh, as little as $2 a month, head over to Patreon where you get some extra perks and private Discord chat and all that fun stuff. You'll see all this information in our show notes, wherever you're listening to. Go there, head there, and, and click these. You know, go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube page where we are continuously putting out fun content. And make sure you're on there for the Pixar character showdown super excited for that in the next coming weeks we'll be sharing all that good stuff for you and as always remember if you're planning a vacation reach out to our co-host jordana jordana is at travelmation.net as bob gave all that information about earlier in the show um so we hope you enjoyed the show and thanks for listening to the disney guys uncensored may walt disney world bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place